Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Okay, I usually say we have a loaded show, uh, but this is a loaded, loaded show. This is extra super loaded. We got Sussman getting off yesterday. We got Biden's war on your right to self-protection. We got the Democrat war on elections. The Democrats just figured out, just figured a big controversy that the Republicans may have a plan on election day to do what the Democrats have done all the time, which is like get people to the polls. They're stunned by this. There's a big controversy at political playbook this morning. Stack show. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using your computer without a VPN, it's like leaving your laptop at a table at a restaurant when you go to the bathroom. Most of the time, you're probably okay. Eh, you may come back, see your laptop gone. Don't use a computer without a VPN. Protect your privacy. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. Um, I also want to address today Biden's absurdities. Can't seem to get his autobiography right. And said that the Second Amendment uh, prohibited cannons. Prohibited cannons. I didn't read that in the Second Amendment. Neither did Guy or Joe or anyone else. But we'll address that opening the show today. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go, Mr. Bongino. Yes, we do. Yeah. Joe did the elements today with the fellas here, so stack show. Let's start out with this one. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, never let a crisis go to waste. Uh, The plan they want to roll with, that they are really going to go with the Democrats after the massacre in Uvalde. Their position is really going to be, yes, the police can't protect you either. Only the bad guys should have guns. And let's keep our fingers crossed that the bad guys who already know murder is illegal and already know if they're criminals, they can't buy guns. Let's keep our fingers crossed that if we tell them again not to buy guns with another law telling them not to buy guns, then they'll definitely, Joe, they'll definitely listen this time. Oh, yeah. That's their So disarm, get rid of your firearms, get, take them from the police too. What the hell? Fact checkers, we can, fact checkers, we can, they're not actually taking it from the police yet. That may be coming next, though. Who knows with them? This is really what they're going to run on. So here's Biden, of course, totally mischaracterizing. We played this yesterday. I'm going to play it again because the guy lies about everything all the time, making a ridiculous claim that the Second Amendment somehow prohibited cannons. Where are the fact checkers on this one? Check this out. Second Amendment is not absolute. When it was passed, you couldn't own a You couldn't own a cannon. You couldn't own certain kinds of weapons. It's just always been limitations. Actually, uh, Joe Biden, again, as the president of the United States, should probably read the Constitution. Just a thought, fellas. Just a thought. Constitution, there's an app for that. Pocket copy. So I've been getting annoyed about this. And, you know, Justin sent me something Crowder had done about this, about the cannon thing. Um, It's kind of hilarious how Joe Biden and his team are never right about anything. They lie to your face all the time. Let me just, again, be clear on this. Whether you think people should have owned cannons in the revolutionary times, right, when our country was founded or not, that's a different argument. It's irrelevant to what Biden said. The Second Amendment absolutely did not prohibit the use of cannons. He's just making it up. This is a great article in Just the News. It's in my newsletter. Please read it and bookmark it. Again, you want to argue about the impropriety or propriety, whatever, of owning a cannon in revolutionary times. Knock yourself out. But you don't have to lie about it. That is not what the Second Amendment says. It actually provides no prohibitions whatsoever and says the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. 
Here, fact check, just the news. It's a real fact check. Biden makes false, misleading statements about the Second Amendment to reporters. Where are the fact checkers? The, you know, the lefty fact checkers, Bill McCarthy, Tom Kircher, other ones. Bill, who still hasn't collected his 100K, by the way. Uh, thank you for everyone who keeps tweeting him. He's at Bill D. McCarthy. Still has not collected his 100K. Amazing. Cash offer. He won't do it. The fact checker, right? Where are the fact checkers on this? Here. This guy, David Kopel, about this statement Biden made. You couldn't do it at Cannon, who's a research director and a Second Amendment project director at the Independence Institute, said that this is an absolutely brazen lie. You couldn't do it at Cannon. He says, as of 1791, when the Second Amendment was ratified, neither the federal government nor any state prohibited the ownership of any type of arm. Oh, really? Of course, neither the White House nor any of its allies have ever supplied a shred of evidence to support Biden's claim. Fact checkers, Bill, Bill McCarthy, Tom Kircher, where are you guys? Again, we're, this, is an, this is a claim. This is a, 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 he's, he's purporting to make a factual claim. Joe Biden, that the Second Amendment prohibited the use of or the purchase of or ownership of cannons. He's making that claim. That is a claim he made that can be fact-checked. Weird how you're not doing it. The Just the News piece goes on about Biden's ridiculous statement about you couldn't own a cannon. This guy, Copel says, indeed, the Constitution presumed that citizens would own cannons. Article 1, Section 8. Gave Congress uh, gives Congress the right and the power to grant letters of marque to uh, and letters of mark and reply and reprisal. That is letters authorizing uh, uh, private individuals to attack ships of enemy nations. Any ship capable of combat in the late 18th century necessarily had cannons as the primary weapon. Indeed, in the 1790s, the nascent and the, then neglected U.S. Navy had virtually no warships, so it repurposed private merchant ships armed with get a load of it, Joe cannons. Cannons for war, Boom. effectively commissioning them into naval service. Folks, they lie about everything. It's going to be a common theme of today's show. They just can't stop lying ever, ever. Now, these people really can't stand you. They want to disarm you. They will never disarm the criminals because the whole essence of being a criminal is not following the law. That's why you're a criminal. So we know they're lying about the cannons line. That's just a distraction. Cannons, my gosh, scary. Okay. Now, you would think they would have an actual plan besides disarming law-abiding citizens. No, no, folks, they don't. No, they don't. Your kids will be sheep, preyed on by wolves, and their only solution is to take the sheepdogs who would protect the sheep out of the mix and to disarm them and to make them sheep too. That is their plan. Come on, Dan, you're exaggerating. Am I? Am I exaggerating? Because one of the things we do on this show is we always, always provide the proof. Here's Chris Jean-Pierre. Yesterday, new White House uh, spokeswoman took over for Peppermint. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's asked specifically about a question like, hey, uh, you think we should like harden schools and stuff, you know, and not leave the children out there as sheep against these violent wolves and animals out there? Kind of my version of the question, but the question was a similar thought. And uh, here's Kareem Jean-Pierre said, nah, uh, Joe Biden's not for that. Hardened schools, Joe, definitely not. We don't want to do that. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. Here, this is... The it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, listen for yourself. There's been a conversation about hardening schools. That is not something that he believes in. He believes that we should be able to to give uh, teachers the resources to be able to do the job uh, that they're meant to do at schools. <sighs> I got like a mosquito bite on my ear. It's driving me nuts. Don't harden the schools. You know, I, 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 I'm at a loss here, given that my prior line of work was literally to keep people alive via physical uh, security measures and countermeasures, right? And I can't even imagine if the Secret Service went to Joe Biden and said, listen, we got a threat. Man with a gun says he's going to try to take you out at this next event. So what we're going to do is we're going to create a law in that area that guns are illegal and we're going to take down all the magnetometers and everything else because we don't really need that. The law will do the trick. You, you're probably like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Do you understand that for your kids, that's exactly what they're talking about? All right, I got a lot to get to and I don't want to focus too much on the stupid. But speaking of the stupid, while I tie this up, you know, Oliver Darcy, 
uh, used to pretend to be a conservative when he was grifting off conservatives. The grift didn't work. Everybody caught on to his grifting and he's uh, uniquely untalented. So Oliver Darcy took his grift over to CNN where he now uh, pretends to be a liberal because nobody really knows what he is. Depends on licks his finger and sees where the political winds are blowing, where the cash is. So here's Oliver Darcy, again, a perpetual dunce over at CNN, who uh, tweeted this out. Breitbart covered it. You'll see the story in my show notes. CNN's Oliver Darcy roasted for spreading disinformation over Secret Service protocols for Trump NRA speech. So Trump gave a speech in the NRA and Oliver Darcy and his ever-present genius, and we're using that term loosely, said, stories on Trump's NRA speech should make a point to underscore that attendees were not allowed to bring their firearms into the venue. Ha! <laughs> this is great. This is just a classic. Oliver Darcy. This is what happens when you spend your entire life getting coffee for people, trying to grift off conservative <laughs> movements, trying to grab a dollar wherever you can. So Oliver conveniently leaves out me having just a little bit, Joe, a little bit of expertise this area, yeah. just a tiny bit, little more than Oliver Darcy. You know, he was a former agent, special agent Oliver Darcy. Just kidding. He was a coffee fetcher. Um, number one. It's standard Secret Service protocol for a former president at a large event to set up magnetometers and to prohibit weapons. That is not Donald Trump's call. I don't know if Oliver knows that. You know, he's in the whole media thing. You should check that out. Number two, as I noted in a tweet response to him, that the Secret Service that has a pretty packed detail for a former president, I'll leave the details out uh, on that, uses what, Joe, to protect the president? Uh, what do they use? Do they use tasers? Uh, lightning bolts? Hmm. Is it the Infinity Stones from Thanos? <laughs> they use the Tesseract? What do they... Oh, firearms! Yeah. So they use fire... Oh, gosh. So weird. Nobody knew that. So it's protocol, standard protocol, not decided by Trump. The Secret Service uses firearms. And I made point number three. If Oliver Darcy's suggesting that every human being in the United States um, that's entitled to the right to self-protection, will be granted a full Secret Service detail with magnetometers everywhere to protect them with firearms, too. I may be saying, okay, maybe I don't need to carry. I've got 40 guys around me with magnetometers. Uh, that's not what he's suggesting, because Oliver Darcy is too busy, of course, fetching coffee and tweeting out really stupid things. Thanks, all. Thanks, pal. Always good for a bit of comic relief. All right, moving on. So, <laughs> yesterday was a rough day. Day, yeah. Michael Sussman, the Clinton-connected lawyer, gets off. Folks, it was no surprise to this show. You know, I, I don't like playing. It's, I think it's kind of dumb when you play, you know, old stuff from yourself. Like, look at me. I got, of course, I got a clip of our us later in the show, but it's to make a point about corporate taxes. If you're a listener to the show, you just know I told you, Joe, you can vouch me on this, that I have zero faith in the Justice Department. Or, and I told you nothing was going to happen yeah. to Michael Sussman. That I, I, I just knew. Michael Sussman was a Clinton-connected lawyer, was on trial in Washington, D.C., where 90-plus percent of people vote for Democrats. The jury was populated with Clinton donors, AOC supporters. Um, you can just be guaranteed that Michael Sussman was going to get off, and Michael Sussman did. He was acquitted yesterday by a jury. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we got a jury system. For better or for worse, it's the only system we got. Yet Michael Sussman, we know, texted an FBI official saying he was coming on his own and not on behalf of any other client, uh, yet was being paid by the Clinton team to peddle this, uh, this misinformation about the Alpha Bank thing. Folks, it's a dangerous new precedent, though, what happened, is, it, what happened yesterday. I, I want to go into it in a little bit more detail, and I want to compare it to the Mike Flynn case, because you may have forgotten the details of this. Why? Because Michael Sussman and Mike Flynn, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, Trump's first national security advisor for a couple of weeks there, were both accused of the same thing, lying to the FBI. But they were treated completely differently. One was let off by a jury. One was pardoned and was still gone after by the judge. Here, first off, the juror, if you read this just the news thing, it'll be an article, it'll be in my newsletter today. One of the jurors said this, the forewoman, this is a stunning, stunning quote. After he's acquitted Sussman, even though the evidence was overwhelming, she said, I don't think this should have been prosecuted, the jury forewoman said. There are bigger things that affect this nation than a possible lie to the FBI. Holy Moses, bigger things. You had one job. Your only job in this case when agreeing to be a juror 
was to prosecute, was to hear the evidence out there of this thing. If you had something else to do and weren't interested, then you should have told the, uh, the, you should have told the judge and the lawyers beforehand. This is a political statement, folks. This isn't a statement of law. I'm going to get to more of this in a second. This speaks to a bigger cancer in our country. And I've spoken about often here. What we witnessed yesterday, in my opinion, was jury nullification. And not just my opinion, but the opinion of many others. Now, what is jury nullification? Well, I'll go to Cornell here. And here's where the definition which when a jury uh, knowing and deliberate rejection of the evidence or refusal to apply the law, either because the jury wants to send a message about some social issue that, that that's larger than the case itself, or because the result dictated by law is contrary to the jury's sense of justice, morality, and fairness. In other words, jury nullifications when the evidence is overwhelming. And then the jury says, forget the evidence. We just don't think the case should be prosecuted. We have bigger things to do. Sounds like what the jury forewoman said. Folks, jury nullification. This is going to spread. I've spoken about this often on my show. When you get in business like I do, you have to be very careful. Uh, it's getting to the point now, sadly, in our country, where if you find yourself in a courtroom and you're a political figure, folks, it's almost impossible to get yourself a fair trial anymore. It's almost impossible. You can almost tell outside of some state courts where a lot of the judges are react in a pretty nonpartisan fashion, but you can almost tell in a federal court, if you were a political figure, I'd sad to say this, you can almost predetermine the, uh, the uh, outcome in the trial by who appointed that judge. You can also almost predetermine what an outcome in a trial is going to be on where the trial happens. If you are a prominent Republican, conservative, or libertarian, and you are tried in Washington, D.C. by a Obama-appointed judge or a Democrat-appointed judge, and, you are ha- and, you, and, it's a, and it's a jury trial too, you have almost no chance of getting a fair trial. However, if you're a Democrat like Sussman, You have almost no chance of getting convicted. Folks, this isn't justice. This is politics. You know, we have our courts built in the Constitution to be apolitical. They were supposed to be and insulated from politics, lifetime appointments. It's all gone now, folks. There is no way, given the amount of evidence there, in that case yesterday with Michael Sussman, in my opinion, he should have gotten off. No way. No way. And yet... Deliberated for only six hours, boom, came back, unanimous acquitted. Not guilty. Now, I want you to compare this to what happened to Mike Flynn. I'm going to get to that in a second. Let me get to my second sponsor. But those of you, Joe knows this story well. He's been with me a long time on this. But I want you to compare what happened to Sussman, the kid gloves he was handled with, in contrast to what happened to Mike Flynn. Because many of you still believe that Mike Flynn did lie to the FBI. I'm going to walk through it quick, showing you how he was just destroyed, his life destroyed over a huge lie. Disgusting. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So here's the difference between Sussman and Flynn, right? Sussman was handled with kid gloves the entire time. He was handled with kid gloves by the jury, too, who acquitted him. Now, again, we got a jury system, for better or for worse, it is what it is. It stinks, but I want you to just pay close attention to how Mike Flynn was handled. Some of you may have forgotten this. So remember this, the Washington Post, uh, Devlin Barrett, uh, deep state ally, and Greg Miller wrote the Washington Post, Transcripts of calls between Mike Flynn and a Russian diplomat show they discussed sanctions. Yeah. So General Mike Flynn, remember this, Joe, was, was, was fired 
because he spoke, according to the Washington Post and others who are reporting this, he called the Russian ambassador and spoke to him about sanctions Barack Obama had levied on Russia before, before Trump took office. So they alleged that that was a violation of the Logan Act. But did, did he ever mention sanctions? So uh, this is weird because this is an FBI, uh, the FBI notes on this thing about their interview here. And I'm going to go through this quick. Here are the notes. And I want you to notice here on the screen that you're not going to see, this is the FBI's actual notes about what they discussed with Mike Flynn. You're going to notice here that the word sanctions, that's uh, page one. Do you see sanctions? Oh, we've done this before. No, no. Do you see sanctions in this one? He's talking about expulsions of Russian diplomats here again, but I don't see sanctions, sanctions. No, no, no. Okay. And then part three of this, there he is talking about the expulsion of Russian diplomats again. But it's weird, even in the FBI notes, they don't mention Flynn talking to the Russian ambassador about sanctions. They mention him talking about expulsions, which is kind of strange, okay? Because he was arrested and prosecuted for lying about sanctions that even the FBI notes he didn't make. So this is the actual transcript of the call that was leaked of Mike Flynn talking. This is the summary of the transcript there. Talking to the Russian ambassador. And you know what's strange in this transcript too? You still don't see him anywhere in this transcript, oddly enough, talking about sanctions, which is strange because, again, he was prosecuted for lying about talking about sanctions that I just gave you the FBI notes. I'm showing you a transcript of the call and sanctions still hasn't come up. But he does note at some point in this thing that, listen, uh, the expulsion of the Russian diplomats by Obama, you know, he acknowledges to the Russian ambassador he doesn't think that's a good thing. Because, you know, we don't want to be boxed in, which is even weirder because this is the FBI's handwritten notes from the interview. This is the FBI agent who interviewed him, who notes that Mike Flynn told him that they didn't want us boxed in. There it is circled right there. Boxed us in. That's the FBI guy's actual handwriting. So it sounds like Flynn said boxed us in to the FBI agents, which is exactly what he said on the call. And they never mentioned sanctions. Well, you may say, well, Dan, you know, sanctions and expulsions of Russian diplomats, those are really the same thing. That's why Flynn was arrested. Was he? Because this is fascinating. Richard Pollack article from February 2017, where Mike Flynn interviewed with the Daily Caller, where Mike Flynn specifically notes that he's talked about the expulsions and not the sanctions. He says, Flynn said there was a brief discussion of 35 Russian diplomats who were being expelled by Obama in retaliation for Moscow's alleged interference in the campaign. Here's Flynn. Quote, it wasn't about sanctions, the call. It was about the 35 guys who were thrown out, Flynn said. So that's what it turned out to be. It was basically, look, I know this happened. We'll review everything. I never said anything such as we're going to review sanctions or anything like that. So Flynn notes, I never mentioned sanctions. I was talking about the expulsions. The FBI notes, notes that he said the exact same thing. Don't box us in with these expulsions. The transcript of the call is about the expulsions of the Russian diplomats. And the FBI's typed three-page notes note that he mentioned expulsions and not sanctions. Yet, Flynn was arrested for lying about sanctions he never mentioned. That's weird because Michael Sussman was prosecuted for sending a text that I'm not here on behalf of any other client when he was being paid by the Clinton campaign. You see how... Jury nullification works. You can be arrested and prosecuted and forced to plea about a lie you never that never happened, about a conversation that never happened. Yet when we have the actual text of a conversation that did happen, totally different story. And what contributes to all this to media? Here, this is the media attacking Flynn, who'd been noticeably quiet about Sussman right now. This was after the whole Flynn thing went down. I want you to listen to how the media which right now is really quiet about the sus celebrating this thing with Sussman that he got off, was really angry about the Flint thing. Check this out. It's a pretty dark place on social media. The very first comment after the story broke that I saw on Twitter was, Putin, if you're listening, high five your asset. And there are Russian flags and Russian mm -hmm. memes 
popping up. And now we see Bill Barr really just doing Donald Trump's dirty work. Now he has in his back pocket a little AG who saw to it to let Flynn go. It is, uh, I think, breathtaking dishonesty from the Justice Department. This is the collapse of the Justice Department. Now, Katyal, you caught my breath with the collapse of the Justice Department. This is a case where the fix was in. The fix is in. Not good for the rule of law. It's not good for morale. And it's not a fair outcome. This is an absolute injustice. I don't worry anyone who, who cares about the rule of law. Mike Flynn's lawyers have been engaged in a smear campaign. This is a political and incredibly destructive thing to the rule of law. It's all heading towards the president wiping the Mueller investigation uh, out of the history books, at least as far as criminal conviction. So again, just to be clear. Mike Flynn was arrested and prosecuted and even after being pardoned, still was harassed for allegedly lying about sanctions, even though the word sanctions never, ever came up ever. Weird, huh? Sussman gets off. They're super quiet. Kind of strange. All right, let me move on because it's jury nullification, folks. You're going to see that. And by the way, that works both ways. I think you're going to start to see this. Oh, jury nullification. All right. We can practice that too in red states too. And then what do you have? You have a collapsing, a totally collapsing third world republic where the justice system isn't the justice system at all. Ridiculous. All right. Let me give a little bit of comic relief here. You know, usually with these Republicans pounce stories, they use a bunch of euphemisms. Republicans jump, Republicans leap. Sometimes they just come out with the pounce. So this is our latest edition of Republicans Pounce. Newsweek just going right for it. MAGA Republicans pounce after Nancy Pelosi's husband arrested for DUI. Again, Jason Lemon, uh, probably not aware that he was doing what every, cons- uh, what every anti-conservative you know, guy does out there in the media. The story is never about the failure of the Democrats. It's always about what? The Republicans' response to it as a way to distract you from their failures. Here we go. Nancy Pelosi's husband arrested for DWI. The story's about Republicans pounce. MAGA Republicans pounce. That's a new one. Uh, yeah, ultra, ultra super MAGA. Yeah, ultra super MAGA. It was a dark side like MAGA. All right, uh, let me get to my next sponsor. And then after that, Biden caught lying again about his autobiography. The Democrats terrified that the Republicans are figuring out how to handle election day and integrity now at the polls. They don't like it at all. Playbook was losing their minds. It's weren't being mocked. It's hilarious. Today's show brought to you by Daily Wire and What is a Woman? A war is being waged on reality and the left is leading the charge. Their radical gender ideology seeped into children's classrooms, medical terminology, sadly into our everyday life. It's producing a generation of psychologically infantile and confused young people. Not only that, this radical ideology is trying to erase the people who brought us all into this world. Women. Now, Matt Walsh, our good friend of the Daily Wire, is taking matters into his own hands. He recently embarked on a journey around the world to ask one simple question, folks. What is a woman? And you'd be surprised not only how few are capable of answering this question, but how many have a completely twisted idea what a woman is. You got to watch this. It's amazing. Thankfully, he got his whole experience on film. It's a question you're not allowed to ask. It's the documentary they do not want you to see. What is a woman? Which you, you can check out today at Daily Wire dot com slash Bongino. This is worth your time. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll scream, you'll get angry, probably all at the same time. Radical gender ideologies have a not-so-secret agenda. They've told us themselves. This film exposes it all, going behind the facade of love and tolerance to reveal the wickedness and greed that runs through it all. What is a Woman is only available to watch for members of The Daily Wire, so I highly recommend you join today. Together we can fight back against the lunatic agenda and The Daily Wire is taking it head on now more than ever. we got to support those who are preaching the one word the world is missing, sanity. Check it out today. Dailywire.com slash Bongino. Dailywire.com slash Bongino. Check it out today. Okay. Sorry, don't mean to give you too much comedy in one week with the Republicans pounce and all. But this is worth it. Here's Biden again getting called out. Well, this is Corrine Jean-Pierre, his spokeswoman, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the new peppermint, right? Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. Uh, Biden apparently said he was admitted to the Naval Academy. Uh, this is up there with he, uh, he fought corn pop with a chain. 
He met Angelo on the Amtrak after he became a 22 billion Parsec member of the Amtrak thing or whatever it is. I've traveled 6,000 Parsecs in the Millennium Amtrak or whatever. Joe, but he was arrested going to see Nelson Mandela. He has three college degrees. He finished at the top of his class, was on a full academic scholarship. You understand nothing about this guy's life is true. He lies all the time because he's a corrupt, insecure, academically, intellectually insufficient human being. That's why. Here, check this out. Karine Jean-Pierre trying to answer for another tall tale about how he was admitted to the Naval Academy. She's like, I don't know. I didn't hear that. Check this out. He said on Friday uh, during his address at the Naval Academy. The president was born in 1942, graduated from the University of Delaware in 1965. In his address, he said he was appointed to the Naval Academy in 1965. Was he? Was it in 1965? So I, oh, I did not hear that part of the speech, uh, so right. I would have to... Okay, I did. I I missed it. Writing about it. I no, I hear you. I hear you. I have not. I I need to read it myself and just go back and and see what you're talking about exactly. I I can't speak to it right now. Yeah, somebody should follow up on that. It's probably good because this is how they get out of it. Oh yeah, I didn't see that part of the speech. Yeah, you did. come on. Uh, this uh, we got this later. This is your one job. Like your one job is to like watch his speeches. You are the spokesperson and probably know how to respond. Someone should follow up on that. Now, what is the status of his admittance to the Naval Academy? Did we miss that? Did we miss that? Did we see him? Did we catch him down there in Annapolis? Because I used to live near there. Joe, you, you've seen it before, right? You live, you've oh, seen yeah. the Naval Academy? Yeah, go down there. Once or twice, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, pretty. Do you ever see Joe Biden run around there? Just, just check. Yeah. Is there a little plaque to Joe Biden? No. When you were walking no. by the gate, you know the gates by yeah. the bars down there in Annapolis? Joe, did you ever see a sign like the President of the United States attended here, the Naval Academy? I, I, no. I, I didn't. No. I didn't. You did, okay, no, I've been gone yeah, a while. Absolutely okay, just, right, good. not. Good. Nope. Dude, do us a favor, Joe. Yep. Keep your eye on that, because given that he's an alumni, apparently of the Naval Academy. All right, he said he was admitted. We get it. Yeah. But Beanie said he was admitted there. There should probably be some kind of plaque up, like Joe Biden applied here and turned us down. That's how important Joe yeah, Biden is. So you think? Keep an yeah. eye on that. Thanks, Joe. All right, thanks, bud. You get a, a long, I know, I know this is a lot of assignments. We gave you the Joy Reid assignment, yes, too, about the homophobic blog. Uh, yeah. You're being really lazy about that. You still haven't gotten to the bottom of who published those Joy Reid homophobic blogs. So uh, I know you're busy with the show. But yeah. Come on, pick it up. All get right. It together. Okay. Okay. Playbook this morning. Politico. Terrified, folks. Terrified. It's going to be an army. This was their this is play. I love playbook. It cracks me up. Every morning, we get into the head of what the crazy Democrats are thinking everywhere. So, folks... Uh, You know, it's pretty common practice on election day to have your people out there at the polls as poll workers on both sides, both sides do this, to make sure that people who are voting are the people who should be voting and no cheating. This isn't, this is kind of a component of democracy, you know, the ability to watch elections, right? So Politico is furious that the Republicans have finally figured out what the Democrats did a long time ago. Like, yeah, we should probably watch this stuff. Politico, it's going to be an army. Tapes, Joe, they've got tapes. Tapes reveal a GOP plan to contest elections. This is is how crazy this plan is, fellas. Placing operatives as poll workers? My gosh, that's never happened. And building a hotline to attorneys? What? No. What a scandal. This is... Can you report this immediately? This is scandalous. I don't believe The plan, it. they know. I, I know it's hard. The plan, as outlined by the Republican National Committee staffer in Michigan, one of them, includes utilizing rules designed to provide political balance amongst, but this is real, by the way, among poll workers to install party-trained volunteers preparing to challenge voters at Democratic majority polling places, develop a website to connect those workers to lawyers, and establishing a network of party-friendly district attorneys who could intervene to block vote counts at certain precincts. Oh my gosh, the scandal. The sc- <laughs> Listen, someone get Matlock in here. We need like uh, the Hawaii Five, oh, book them, Dano. We need investigators in here to check this out. You'll notice it's funny how they think this is a big scandal, the Republicans getting attorneys for election day. But notice the Guardian here when they report on the Democrats, this wasn't a big scandal at all. Biden assembles an army of attorneys for post-election legal fight. Remember, when they recruit an election army for the Democrats, it's all good. 
when they use an election army, whatever word they use. I use pick this article because it was the same word when they, it's an army on the Republican side. It's a huge, enormous scandal. Speaking of elections, by the way, this is gold. The Republican national Hispanic assembly of Florida. I, I just found out about this group, but I love you guys already. So we got a bunch of school board elections coming up and they note that, Hey, this is just a heads up. You got to watch this on rumble for Florida. If you voted to mask our kids, we're putting these signs right next to yours in political district where you're running so the parents can make an informed decision. This is great. This is great. By the way, in this tweet, they are at R-N-H-A-F-L, right? They have this sign. It's a small sign. Voted to mask your child. They're putting next to candidates who voted to mask your child. You can order these. And I encourage you to do that. Speaking of elections, I'm sure Playbook will have an article about this. Scandalous. Yard signs go up. Yard signs. Republican leading yard signs go up. Telling the truth that these people voted to mask your kid. Scandal. Scandal. Get Matlock in there. Get Barney Miller. To invent, throw him in the clink. We're talking old school. Now. More Joe ears. Joe's here. Than eh, car 54. Where are you? Car 54. Where are you, daddy? Wasn't that the guy from the Monsters? Uh, yeah, yeah, Fred Gwynn. He yeah. was, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Joe's still the best, though. All right, now, they lie to you all the time, folks. You've had, a lot of these people have one job. Their only job is to do this one thing, and they lie to you all the time and screw things up. You know, I wake up every morning, and I thank my Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, that I am not, in fact, a liar, that I'm here to tell you the truth. My show, the purpose of my show is to give you the material you need to go out and argue the conservative cause and the cause of liberty. I warned you repeatedly over the last eight years I've been doing this show that the endless printing of money to pay for federal spending not supported by the tax budget was going to lead to massive inflation. Now, this is our you had one job segment. One job. Your job as the Treasury Secretary and a Federal Reserve official and an economic advisor, your one job is to predict macroeconomic conditions and inflation. Yet this is more evidence that the stupid smart people are the most dangerous people in the world, folks. Stupid smart people. Remember the rule. Stupid, stupid people are not a problem. They know their limits. Smart, smart people are smart because they know their limits. Brain surgeon's a smart, smart person if he's a good guy because he knows he's good at operating on brains but not good at changing a tire, okay? Go to the tire place for that. Stupid, smart people think they're good at everything and they don't know their limits and the limits of their own knowledge. Here is exhibit one of how stupid, smart people strike again and they're going to burn this country to the ground because they don't understand the limits of their own knowledge. Here's Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary, whose only job is to have some basic prediction of macroeconomic conditions going, you know, that whole inflation thing? Yeah, we didn't anticipate it. That's your job. Check this out. I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. You didn't anticipate it? Every single conservative commentator with a brain warned you that printing a bunch of money we don't have while simultaneously paying people in your porculus bills to not work through generous unemployment benefits was going to cause an increase in demand by giving people money they didn't earn with a decrease in supply because you're paying people not to work. Everyone with a brain warned you. What do you mean you didn't anticipate it? That's your only job. You got an election coming up. You got to make a big call here, okay? You got to make a big call. I, I don't know how people on the other side of the aisle, some of who watch this show, continue to wake up every morning in the vortex of stupid like this. This is why you do not trust the government or government officials with anything. They are the dumbest people on planet Earth. They are the stupid, smart people. Here's one of Biden's lead economic advisors. A guy by the name of Brian Deese, again, who despite the fact that it appeared to be common sense that if we print a bunch of money we don't have, 
to buy stuff that's not being produced because we're paying people not to work. That, Joe, that may cause inflation. Huh. Here's Brian D saying, you know what? I didn't see it either. It's just unexpected. Thank, the, 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 you can thank the stupid smart people. Check this out. Leave Americans a false sense of how long these rising prices would, would be here for. Look, I think that this has been a, um, an uncertain and unexpected and, uh, and uh, uh, recovery period, uh, historic uh, in, in many ways. And so I think that our focus right now is on what is the right policy uh, to bring prices down without sacrificing all of the economic gains that we have made. Unexpected. Unexpected. Now, the Washington Examiner is one of the best pieces I've seen in a long time about how not only was this absolutely expected, but how these people continue to lie to you. Now even the CBO, which the Democrats love, I'm not a huge fan because they're only as good as the inputs you give them, but even the CBO, which can be manipulated, the CBO is now confirming that the Bidenflation is in fact real. I'll get to that in a second, and I'm going to show you a piece of video from me about something we brought up before, showing you how these people just can't tell you the truth ever. Okay. So as I said, what would we do without the stupid smart people whose only job is to monitor inflation? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Unanticipated. Unexpected. Really? Was it unexpected? So the CBO just put out a report. Washington Examiner covers it. And they note that the stimulus checks sent to every family significantly boosted demand. Wait, we're going to take this piece one by one. I, I, folks, I'm sorry, but I know sometimes economics a little dry, but this is super important. Like You understand how even morons could have understood this. So we sent stimulus checks to every family, which they were going to spend on products, which they would then demand. I want to buy stuff. The examiner notes that caused inflationary pressure on its own. Why? Because more people wanted to buy more stuff. They note there's more. By paying workers not to work, Biden's COVID stimulus artificially slowed the recovery of labor force participation, straining supply chains providing a second source of upward pressure on prices. What the hell, guys? What are we doing here? What, uh, what is it? Why, why, why do we got to do this? How are you so freaking stupid as a leftist? To not have, is this hard? I, I'm, I'm sorry. I know. I, I, is this hard? Let me give hundreds of millions of people extra money to go buy stuff and then let's pay the same people not to work to produce the stuff people want to buy and you couldn't figure this out janet yellen brian deese <sighs> yeah thank you here's another one so Biden, this is in the examiner piece, Biden, because he, he is he, he is easily the dumbest human being to ever sit in the Oval Office at the Resolute, that desk, easily, easily. There's not even a close second. Biden wants to make the economic situation worse by repealing the Trump tax cuts. Speaking of which, so again, you're having a hard time paying for stuff because of inflation. Leave this up because of inflation. Biden's solution, because he's the single dumbest human being to ever sit in the White House, is you don't have enough money to buy stuff now. Let's take more of your money by repealing the tax cuts. That's it. That's just great. Conveniently, the CBO report that came out also confirms that Trump's tax cuts have been a boon to the economy and the government coffers. According to the CBO, corporate income tax collections in 2017 before the Trump tax cuts Came in at $297 billion. Joe, get the abacus ready, please. Okay. By 2021, corporate tax collections had jumped to $372 billion, a 25% increase in just four years. Okay, Joe, so Trump tax cuts cut the tax rate for corporations. Okay. Now, as predicted, they bring more money back into the United States due to the lower rate. Right. And they wind up generating $372 billion after the Trump tax cuts. Now, what's a bigger number? If you need to write this down, I understand. Fellas, can you help him? Is a bigger number the post-Trump tax cuts $372 billion or the pre-Trump tax cuts $297 billion they brought in? If you'd like a few minutes, I understand. Can you just get the oh, abacus? Which one's bigger? 
I'm stumped. I'm stumped here. I'm going to go with 372, Dan. He's just guessing, folks. He's just guessing guessing because he needed more time and he doesn't want to take up Showtime. He can't figure it out. Of course, the answer is 372, (laughs) which is kind of weird because we only told you, me, this show, pretty much every sane economist on planet Earth, which means they're conservative and not liberal idiots. But when you cut tax rates, it incentivizes people to do things with the money. If I'm paying 28% tax rate and then a 21% tax rate, so I get a seven percentage point cut, I don't burn the extra money I get in my wallet. What do I do? I hire a new person, create more shows, invest in a business, which does what? That new person pays more freaking taxes, you idiots. We only predicted this. You know what? Before we go to cut the Leslie Marshall thing, we're going to go to that. Now, again, it facts don't matter because you wake up every morning, liberals, and you're just not smart or you lie or you just don't read anything. So I do with the rebuttal debate because I love liberals to come on and tell everyone what they don't know. Here was a Democrat on my show, came on the Fox show, what, three weeks ago? I don't even remember saying how corporations somehow got over with the Trump tax cuts, which is weird because, Joe, you just did the abacus, right? I did. And I know it was hard for you. I've given you extra time now. And corporations actually paid more after the tax cuts. So strange how liberals continue to say, yes, those, those corporations, man, did they get over. Here, you can watch the debate yourself. Check this out. He wants to go back to I'm talking growth? about the trend in this country, especially when Republicans are in charge, as we saw during the last administration, that the corporations and the richest Americans benefit from tax breaks and not the middle Americans or the lower Amer- uh, lower income Americans. What we okay, also see, what true. we also see is the why, richest why Americans. That? That's not true. We also say the richest 80. Americans and the richest. Uh, you're saying they're not the top 15 percent of the corporations in America didn't have record profits while Americans were and still struggle with supply chain issues. They did not set that money to just, help the consumer with the price of their goods the te- or, Leslie, or the supply chain the issues data? and the clog in that wheel. The United States government this year actually set a record for corporate tax intake. Do you guys even read this stuff? What do you just yes. come out and say ridiculous things? Like it's, they, it's the corporations just paid the, record tax revenue. It's, it's ridiculous that the top 15 percent of the corporations oh have profited and have, anyway. and have not passed on up, the savings know. to the American consumer. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that's just not accurate. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what, I don't know what, to, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, to, I don't know what, to, I really don't know what to do. Even after inflation, it's one of the biggest hauls they've ever had in U.S. history from corporation. And the left's angry. They made record profits. Do you understand how a rate works? <laughs> Justin, are you good at math? Are you, you're in college. Joseph, Justin's a smart. He's actually learning right now. Yeah. Justin, do you understand what a percentage is? He's doing stats right now. So, Justin, a percentage is not a fixed number, right? It's a percentage of another number. So if I were to say a fix, so Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm a stupid folks. I'm sorry. I'm really dumb. Like I've been out of college for a while. I'm Joe. I'm clearly not competent, but here's what I thought. Right. So there's fixed numbers. Like I just said to Justin, right. If you get say $21 of a corporation's profits, right? $21, whatever they make, that's a fixed number. Correct. So if you get $21 of a corporation's profits, right. And the corporation makes a lot of money that year, you're still going to get $21. What leftists, I think, fail to understand or just lie about, right, is if you get a percentage, and Justin, please, again, correct me. I'm just a dumb guy. I don't know a lot. I was just, you know, what do I know, folks, All right? If you get a percentage, does the percentage go up as the revenue goes up? I mean, does the, does the number amount of money you get go up? It checks out. Justin's checking it right now. So if I get 21% of 100, that's $21. If I get 21% of 200, that's $42. We get... <laughs> Leslie's like, Wait, what? What do you mean? Corporations making record revenue is what you get your tax money from to... Oh, this is dumb. I can't even take this anymore. The verdict is in. This is the dumbest segment I've ever had to do. I can't believe we have to talk to these people like this. They made record revenue. How do you think they raised the money? 
Sorry, it's a lot of yelling today. I just, I, uh, my patience for these people, ladies and gentlemen, is worn so thin. It is a lot of stupid. I mean, this is so dumb. I had to cut a piece out of the show just now, right? Guys? Like, because it's so dumb. I can't even figure out a way to make it dumb enough for liberals to understand. I'm like, how do I make this dumb enough that dumb people will be like, okay. And it's making me dumber trying to figure out they're dumb. The CBO report also notes, by the way, one more thing, that the Trump tax cuts expanded the economy so much that the bill paid for itself, even after controlling for other factors. They note that a rising payroll tax and income, individual income tax revenues also show that the cuts boosted job growth and wages as well. The CBO said that even with the lower tax rates, Total revenues in 2022 are projected to equal 19.6% of the nation's GDP. The largest annual revenues relative to the size of the economy since 2000. That's 22 years, and it was 2% higher than the average of the past 50 years. I can't. I gotta wrap it up. I can't. I can't. I was going to do a couple more stories, but honestly, folks, I can't take this stupid. I just can't take it anymore. Let me just summarize the stupid in today's show, okay? Just to be clear, in the beginning, I never do this, but this is so important. How we're dealing with tier one platinum level winning morons on the left. The Second Amendment had no cannons. They did. That's weird because the Second Amendment actually says the opposite, that shall not be infringed. And cannons were specifically mentioned if you look at some of the founders and the documents here. I know you're not interested in that. Michael Sussman. Definitely, definitely not guilty, even though this is what he texted the FBI. Yet Mike Flynn is definitely guilty about lying about sanctions to the FBI, even though Mike Flynn, ironically, never even mentioned sanctions at all. Totally strange, right? Joe Biden. Yes, man, I was admitted to the Naval Academy when I had my three degrees, graduated at the top of my class, went on a full academic scholarship while beating the crap out of Corn Pop and talking to Angelo. None of that happened. Right after I got arrested going to see Nelson Mandela, that didn't happen either. Then you've got the Democrats just figuring out it's a huge scandal to monitor Election Day with legal poll workers, yet they do the exact same thing. Weird, right? And then finally, the stupid smart people. Gosh, we didn't know printing a lot of money was going to cause inflation while paying people not to produce stuff we printed the money to buy. Really weird. And by the way, those corporations really got over on the Trump tax cuts, so we're going to repeal those, even though they paid a record amount of money to the federal government. And by the way, the total tax load is the highest we've had in 22 years. Weird. Keep voting Democrat, folks. Keep voting Democrat on the left. What? It's, it, of course it's on purpose. We actually did a show on that Fox. You were here with us. Of course, it's on purpose. All right, folks. I'm going to take a mental break because the stupid was a lot today. I'm going to go downstairs and take some fish oil to preserve brain cells. I'll see you on the radio show later. Take care. You just heard Dan Bongino.